I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Oko, finally waited. Erickson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tunge Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London. That is absolutely incredible on debut. Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Good evening, good evening. It's late evening to everyone that may or may not be watching. This is the new Spurs Order show slash podcast. Joined by my new Spurs Order affiliates. Yao, how are we doing? Um, all right, some, some people are going to get custody. It's another week, it's another day of cussing. So, you know, yeah, I was on the podcast and people are getting cussed. Shock. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, these <laughs> men have put me through a lot of stress in the last few months, more than my children have. Yeah, I don't appreciate it. So, it's on. That's all right. We we need some more blessings, brother. Like, our children are our blessings, but we haven't got any centre-back blessings yet. But we move. Dave, Trebles, how you doing, um, brother? All good, man. All good. Just, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's been, it's been a like, dry week. Well, dry few weeks, really, for Spurs, isn't it? So, I'm sure there's, there's a lot to pick in terms of... Um, Yao's comments and, and abuse that's going to be <laughs> directed at people because <laughs> actually, tell a lie though, Tops last week, like I said in the group chat, Tops after about a minute, he was ready, boy. He, he so, went for next. Pause. So <laughs> once his head gets hot, his head gets real hot. And that does remind me because, um, for sure, we've got some more subtle plugs today. We've got uh, Tops, aka Tope, he's, um, he's going to be doing some open heart surgery in Nigeria. Um, it sounds like a wind-up. It's truly not. He's doing it for charity. Um, I'll be sure to post a link on the the promo of this tweet. I'm sure there'll be a link on um, Tops' Twitter. If you find him on Tops, at Tops88. Um, but yeah, insane. Insane. Like, I can't even quantify how, just how insanely cool that, that is, that what he's doing. Um, so yeah, if you can feel free to check it out, donate. I'll be doing so. Yeah, find out. Good course. It's a great, uh, great place to start on the podcast before we get into some, uh, some more summer notes. So obviously, this is the. <laughs> oh, he does. He does. Um, Just before this you is go, our first podcast. 
since it's tops 881. Oh, there we go. At tops 881. My yeah, bad. I've got you, tough. We got you. We got you. <laughs> top 881. But yeah, uh, we're going to kick it off. We're going to address some more transfer links to slightly better. This is our first podcast since our only member of the England squad um, just played another final. Um, he's just lost another final. And I think I'm, I'm going to have to protect my son from sports at this rate because he's been alive for two and a half years. His team that his dad's affiliated to has been in three cup finals and they've lost every single one. Uh, I think I need to protect my But we got Kane in the final. He started off really well. But yeah, what were the, what were the thoughts from that? I'll start with you quickly, Dave. Um, yeah, it was it was another Kane final performance. Um, it started off well. I think, you know, the system that we had, he had to um, drop deep, as, as he does anyway. <clears throat> um, he was getting some good touches. Um, but to be honest, after about 15, 20 minutes, his, his decision-making... For me, what was most disappointing was his decision-making. Like, he literally... Too many touches, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then, you know, the whole team was sitting back. He had no, I think that's the first, that's the second time in 61 um, games for England or something where he's had no shots on, he's had no shots or chances created in the whole game. Mm. And the only other time that happened when he was a substitute for that 20 odd minutes. So he has to be disappointed in himself. You know, yes, he tucked away his penalty, but in 120 minutes before that, for the majority of the time, he did. He, I don't think he did enough. And and in in a final, you know, especially when you're the underdog, because let's face it, England weren't the best, um, weren't, weren't the favourites going into it. I mean, we had home advantages, um, but all the finals that Kane's played in, he's been the underdog. Yeah, mm. you have to take your chances. You have to be clinical. You have to make things happen when you get that moment. So when you're slopping your passes and you've only got five chances in the game, let's say, that's very disappointing. So as much as I'm a big Kane fan and I'm not maybe as um, cutthroat as our, as our panel member who's here because of his contractual obligations, um, I for me, it was very disappointing to see. It. And I, I, I kind of get where Brother Yao is coming from now. Like, what <laughs> You guys know me in the group chat. I'm always like, nah, it's tactics. Nah, it's the manager. Yeah, it's the midfield. Blah blah blah. But this time round, I've got to, I've got to just hand it over to Yao for this side. No, just quickly, I, I do want to sympathise with him a little bit because he, he was hooping in that first half for intensive purposes. He looked so sharp, and I felt like with the system, with the back three, back five again, however you want to interpret it, the way we set up. It was crucial Mason Mount had to have a good game. Um, I can't even remember what minute it came off, but I'm sure it was an extra time, which is which is blasphemy. Like he could have helped link the midfield between him and Kane. Whenever Kane dropped deep, he could have made really good runs off it. He didn't really do either. I don't even think he pressed Jorginho that well either. Like he was he was so anonymous and he could have been crucial to to helping Kane had he uh performed better. I think Southgate let him down as well because I don't know why Mount was on for so long. He could have had someone else come on because changed shape earlier as well. We waited till Italy equalised to do that, even though Italy had like seventy five thousand percent possession for the whole second half. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was a shame because I felt like he was performing well. We looked sharp, but we we let uh, well, we let ourselves down. To be fair, it's actually quite interesting. So he had more interceptions, more touches on the ball more passes, more everything than Mount did. So my thing is, yes, okay, Mount wasn't helping you. The tactics weren't there, but you still got the ball, big man. So, like, you still got, like, you still, there's one time where you tried to do, like, a pirouette in the centre, in the centre midfield. I'm like, bruv, just pass it out, innit? <laughs> Our walker's ready. Like, Shaw's ready for it. Don't, too many touches, man. So, mm, bit I too much hero ball. Yeah, that's it. Hero ball. I think that's the best way to define it. I think after the first 20 minutes, and you know, he, he probably puts more pressure on, on him than Yao puts on, on, on Kane. Do you know I mean, you know, um, it's understandable. Like he's, he's England captain. He knows for himself he's underperformed in finals. Um, 
So whether that was playing on his mind or not, but he had the opportunities. He was on the ball in that 10 role and he just wasn't doing it. So my thing is, if you're going to drop deep, if you're going to get the ball, you can't be that sloppy, man. Mm. I hear it, I hear it. And this is going to be the perfect comment to segue onto. Um, <laughs> brilliant from Ohio. Yeah, uh, what would you make of his performance? I could guess, but I want to f- you follow that up with another question. And would that make you lean towards selling him to City in the summer? While you're on mute. The answer to selling him to City, I'm going to say no. I wouldn't sell him to City, despite his uh, finals woes. But what I will say, I'm going to say two things. So, regarding his final woes, yeah, it's unacceptable. Yeah, because there's fans out there that consider this guy to be world-class. Obviously, a lot of Spurs fans, if you didn't know, I don't. Yeah, so if you're after me now, yeah, don't worry. I don't read my DMs, nor do I reply to any of my messages. If you're rude, I'm rude too. Same way. Let's carry on. So, regarding him handling his business in finals, he has been largely disappointed. However, this might come as a shock to most people. I think in the Euros, for up to about 25 minutes, he was having a good game. A very good game. Yeah, I think he was... Um, I wouldn't want to say dominating play, but I think he was dictating play pretty well for 25 minutes. And then I saw the shift in the Italy tactics, but I don't think he played well against it. So in the first 25 minutes, they sat off him. They kind of let him get onto the ball because their main concern was taking Sterling completely out of the game, which they done relatively well for the entire match. But once they started to realise, hey, you know, we're giving Kane way too much respect here. He's he's finding man on the right-hand side for fun. We need to cut that down. They actually got tight. The midfield especially got tight around him. So when he picked up the ball, they swarmed him quickly. And if you're not really, you know, techie with it, I don't expect you to get out of it. And we all know Kane doesn't have, like, the quickest of feet. So he, I felt like he should have read that situation better and realise, all right, cool, this ain't the situation where I need to be in. I need to now push myself further up the field and start getting our teammates to to find me in the box or nearer the box for us to uh, be much successful. And that's where my problem is with Kane. His game management in finals has been disgusting. Is that not more on Southgate, though? Who are we going to blame? Poch? Mason Mount, like, who, who are we going to play? We, we gonna... <laughs> I think for the final, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing it more. Uh, he, he's a fellow Crawley boy as well, Gareth Southgate. And wow. as a person, he represents our town immensely well. But he he choked in that final. He technically inept. Like, you can't, you can't see your team inviting pressure and getting dominated in midfield when you're playing a five at the back and not change it. It's insane. My it was problem. insane. Toothless Italy, who had Chiesa go off as well, still didn't react. Nah, he got injured. We had, we had like, let's be honest. He, he, yeah, but that's he, the thing. Like that, he, he was that only threat. Right. He was that only threat. He was, he was, he was beyond like worse than reactive. Southgate not reacting is, you see, here's the problem, and this this is gonna sound mad what I'm about to say, but while watching the game, I was like, if he was really about this life as a manager, yeah, he would take Kane and Mount off immediately. Like, it got to that point where I was like, you're better off bringing on Rashford and Sancho and say, like, lads, run at them. Because these guys, they're techie with it in terms of their dribbling ability. You could still leave Kane on. I'm not really, like, it doesn't really make a difference because Kane's striking ability is world-class. We're not, that's one thing we're definitely not going to disagree on whatsoever. Kane with his left or right foot, world-class striker of the ball. But the problem he has in finals, and maybe it could be a psychological thing, is that after like the first 15 or 20 minutes, he tends to go missing. And the stat line, because I hate stats, by the way, I'm, I'm more of an eye test kind of viewer, but the stat line is unforgivable. It's, <laughs> you can't go 100. It's un 
forgivable. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and what makes it worse is this is not the first time he's had a bad performance in a final. So to bring it back around, was it a bad final for him? Yeah, but after 25 minutes, I, and I think it's more he didn't react to the tactics that Italy had then deployed to deal with him becoming a playmaker for England, uh, which he should have dealt with better. I put that down to game management. You can also put that down on Southgate if you'd like to. That's fine. Um, in terms of keeping him, I'm still keeping him because I'm not here trying to supply other men with our goods. That's nonsense. Yeah, we 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 raised this banana. Yeah, it's our fruit. We're not we're not <laughs> handing out fruits to other packs out here. It don't make sense. So no, well I'm keeping Kane till he gets to about the age of 31 and his legs gone. Then we can send him to Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I mean. Like, I I genuinely think he he's still world class. He's obviously just finished as the top scorer, top assistant in the Premier League. But I I see a striker who's just edging towards a steady decline now because mm. he plays so much football. And I know what he said to Gary Neville about how he does look after himself from injuries, and it it does sound very like very good and very effective. But I still think he's just too injury prone in a slight physical decline like he never really has a summer off so i think now would be the best time to get the money for him um whether paratici can do really well with the money with 125 to 150 million or whether it be 100 million and laporte it's uh it remains to be seen but i think he he's just a player who deserves a move I think he resents the rest of our squad for not being as good as him as well because for Kane, he's never been the most naturally talented, but he's just come up to this. He's elevated himself to world-class status through sheer professionalism, hard work, et cetera, et cetera. And the rest of the squad, he's just left them behind. I think he resents the squad for not getting behind Mourinho as well. Um, I agree. I I I one hundred percent agree. I, I think he's right for that. But yeah, I think it was I think it was weak for them to down tools on Poch and, and Mourinho. And I think he's he's not that natural type of leader. I don't think he like gets on Dombele in training. It's just like look, once you carry that ball, look for me, kind of thing. Like I don't I don't get the impression he has that converse those conversations with the rest of the team. I don't get the impression while he's on the pitch that he sit like like Hoybier, I feel like Hoybier does, and Dier does it too, but it doesn't hold much weight with him. Once players are underperforming, he doesn't really kind of grab them, build them up, and be like, "Look, come on, you need to be pulling your weight, etc., etc." He just kind of he looks more petulant now than ever, than ever. Like especially um, what was it our last home game of the season against Aston Villa? He was just like, "What's the fucking point?" Like, what are we going to inspire him to do? to to want to really do well for the club and give yeah. 110%. I, I just don't see us inspiring I mean, him. I mean, the caveat is he did have three weeks of Ryan Mason um, doing his coaching badges at Hotspur away. So <clears throat> I, I would feel the same as him in the final game if I've had Ryan Mason for three and a half weeks. Um, I think for me, yeah, I, I think he's a world-class player. Um, do you remember when Pep called us a one-man team, the Harry Kane team? The Harry Kane team. Yeah. He wants to become the Hurricane team now. No, but the reality situation is we were never the Hurricane team. Yes, he scored the majority of mm. our goals, but actually, and I remember going to games in, in those those few seasons when we were like really like pushing on. It was the whole team that was clicking, and Kane plays best when things are clicking around him, and when it yeah. doesn't, like like yeah, I was saying after twenty five minutes and things weren't clicking, we weren't getting the wing backs involved, weren't getting the midfield involved. Then he's isolated. Do you know what I mean? And he's not again. He's not a Neymar. He's not a Messi. He can't pick up the ball and beat two man, drop a shoulder. He, you know, forget about that tier. He's not in Dombele. Yeah. You know, you put an Ndombele in that England midfield. Oh. He shifts one man, and the ball's going. You know, we we know those kind of players who can beat. You know, beat a player in in, in the congestion in in midfield. He doesn't have that. You know, he, he's got a couple of shimmies that he does. Um, and he wins a foul or whatever. Um, but once they figured him out, like yeah, I said, like once they got close to him, he was taking way too many touches. And that was my gripe. You had the chance to 
get other players involved, but he didn't either he didn't trust them or he was believing his own hype after the first 20 odd minutes. Um it's just sad that we've seen this before in finals. Do you know what I mean? Um, um I think I think to add on that, Dave, like what I would say is like he's he's game management in bigger games, not the smaller games. I'm not worried too much about the smaller games, but in bigger games is is something that I've found wanting in recent years. And he doesn't have to be a dribbler. Like, I, I think, I know Dave will definitely agree with me. It's not something that we're saying that he has to have in his repertoire, but it's more the understanding of, all right, here, they've they figured me out in this part of the pitch. I now need to move myself to a different part of the pitch and make things tick over there. It's kind of like when Ronaldo was at um, United, and I think it was Gary Neville that said, if things ain't going well for Ronaldo on the left-hand side, you find him on the right-hand side. If they're not going well for him on the right-hand side, you find him in the centre of the pitch. He will keep moving till something clicks and then he makes it happen. And that's that's the level of thinking that I've always wanted from Kane. And he doesn't, he, he works hard. He's he's a he's a hard worker. Yeah, fine. That's cool. Um, we we appreciate you and we'll see you on Thursday. But, you know, outside of that, Big man, you got to score in at least one or four finals, even if you're on the losing team. You just you just have to do something in one or four finals. He is zero and zero. <laughs> that, that, that is... Bro, I don't even think you could do that on FIFA. Do you know how hard that is? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do get encouraged as well. Like, if we were to say, like, there are there have been performances and all under Pochettino where we are obviously more of a progressive team, and Kane's been injured, and some will be the focal point. And we've won some of our biggest games without Kane. Like, yeah. Man City, the Champions League, Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the league, Ajax, um, Ajax. Ajax, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we called Kane back for the final. And we yeah, I don't have many negative connotations to Kane. I just wouldn't want him to hold... Like, I wouldn't want him to stay unless he comes out and he says to Levy and Neil Peratici, okay, I want to see Spurs doing this, this, this and this in the transfer market. Be super ambitious. Almost making, I guess, Antonio Conte like demands. Yeah, that makes sense. But and if we can cater to that, then yeah, stay because you'll be inspired. You're getting yeah. what you want. That's but fine because you can command that as well. Yeah, but so, my problem with Kane is that he can't lead himself out of his own change room. Like, he's he's really... Like, when we say he's not a leader, like, this... this Alright, cool. He's a father, you know, fine. He leads his house, alright? You know, we saw the photos. You know, he had the wife, you know, he apologised to her for another final of not scoring. That's fine. We, we can live with that. <laughs> but on the pitch, when you cross that white line, if you've got the ability that Kane has of striking the ball, the players around you have to see you lead, yeah? And he doesn't have that. That Come on, lads, that I heard on, on the Amazon document. I, I switched it off. Nonsense. I didn't even watch the last episode because of him. Because he, he unled me. I, don't know, I disagree with that. I think <clears throat> I think a player of, of that quality, I think just by default, him having him on the pitch is always a boost. Again, I do feel like he's not he's not good enough as a... It's, it, found, it sounds almost weird to say Kane is not good enough in a particular area because he's so good in so many areas. But again, he's not, like you say, he's not naturally techie. He's not going to skill a man. He's not going to do this and that. So other people need to do that for him. Deli Ali with the tricks and the flicks. Son with the running ahead of him, like, you know, just coming here, you know. He needs a pacey players ahead of him. Um, <clears throat> Ericsson, when he was pulling the strings from midfield, like, that's when you see the best of Kane because that takes some of the the areas of his game which are not as good as his striking ability, as his heading, as his finish, as his um, positioning in, in the box, um, his space awareness. He can pull off a defender. He can bang it from outside the box. You can do all these things well, but what he doesn't do well, you need other members of the team to do that. And if you ain't got it, <clears throat> he will try to do it. And actually that hurts the rest of his game because he's trying to drop into midfield and play that Perlo when we need you to be Shearer. You know what I mean? So... Mm. That's when that's when you start missing him. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. Maybe we could sign another player. Like if if maybe players who are actually better at just a bit of combination play. Like we we see people coming in like 
into the team like Lamella and Lucas who just like going on these mazy runs and don't ever release the ball anywhere near quick enough. If we can get players that are around Kane who are just smarter. Um, Bergvine, I'd look, like to see a bit more from him. Smarter, just get around him and also obviously running behind him then. Maybe we could see a better Harry Kane. But as I say, I, I'm still leaning towards selling him, to be honest. But yeah, I guess that segues more into more uh, potential transfers. We seem like we're on the, the brink of signing Tomiyasu. Um, there's been a thing about um, Paratici being the type that will just be on about 10 different people for one position. So we will never know fully for sure if we are actually looking to sign someone. I mean, we saw how the manager debacle went right, but I mean, how are we feeling on that? Even that, especially, I need to add something here. He's about to go off to the Olympics. Um, if he makes it all the way, um, I was looking at the schedule earlier. Obviously, he's playing for the host nation, so I'd expect Japan may go quite far. Finishes... Um, kind of at the start of August. I think the gold medal game is at the 6th of August. The Premier League starts the next weekend. So, are we still feeling that transfer? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Just Can I take a step back? Paratici, right? <clears throat> so, this whole, I'm going to try for 10 players and get one, that's the Spurs DNA. Think about it. The past few years, that's all we do. We're linked with every single person and then we oh. might stumble on um, Joe Rodon <laughs> on the last yeah, day. I still remember when um, I think it's Alistair Gold that announced that how he works. I was just like, that's so different to how we were doing last time. We were linked exactly, to about 30 right. strikers, I'm 10 used defenders. To <laughs> I, I'm used to it right now. I'm like, it's, it's nothing. That's how we operate um, anyway. Yeah. Um, Tom, Tommy Asset, um, to be honest, I, I like the look of him. I think personally, yeah, he is an upgrade on what we have, but we need to hit the ground running because that first month, is brutal for a team for a team so short on confidence with our best player and Kane is still our best player if he's staying with us he's got no he's going to have no rest um, <clears throat> we don't have much striking cover um, it's going to be it's going to be tough to get through the first six weeks as it is um, so if we are going to bring a defender in we need someone to really hit the ground running and I think from what is coming out of from you know different reporters and stuff. It's not just Tommy Asu. There are probably one or two that we'll try and get. So maybe it'll be one to start, and then Tommy Asu will come in a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> that would be a concern for me that he's going to the Olympics and um, potentially could could come back to you know he'll he'll, he'll arrive at, at Spurs the same time fans arrive <laughs> for, for the game. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be he'll be walking in with all the fans into the, into the north stand or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it, that is very um, that that would put me off slightly if you can get another option. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's funny because I mean obviously you've got the gold medal game or like obviously the last stage of the competition stuff like kind of happening in August. Then he has to come back and have a holiday. Then he joins the team. And yeah, he's going to be fit. I think he's going to be pretty much fit, but he's not going to have any tactical work done with the team. Um, I don't know how good his English is for the communication. So you need that as a centre-back. Um, so yeah, it's, it is a weird one. I'm, I'm sure he'll probably be a decent signing in the long term. But as you say, Dave, we, we definitely need someone who's... Um, He's going to hit the ground running. And there's been rumours and rumours and rumours of uh, other centre-backs. Because Jules Conde, um, I'm still I'm still holding up hope for Milan Skriniar. Um, someone said in the group chat, I can't remember why, I uh, can't remember who, sorry, that you miss all of the shots that you don't take. Um, so, yeah, are you encouraged by us at least being linked with these calibre of players? And are you encouraged with uh, Paratici's seemingly proactive approach in the transfer market, with incomings at least? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
the names that we've been linked with. Uh, two, okay, so Tommy Yasu and uh, George Kunde. I've not really, well, I've seen a bit of George Kunde, but Tommy Yasu I've seen pretty much nothing of. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, I don't have enough information or game time watching these guys to really have any confidence in the price tag or them coming in and hitting the ground running. But I've just checked the groups for the Olympics and Japan are in group A. I think there's four groups, if I'm correct. And they're in group A uh, with South Africa, Mexico and France. So I think that's a good group, um, a group that will give him a good test and I'll be able to keep an eye on um, how he fares against some of the, uh, especially Mexico and France, against those two. I'd, I'd like to see how he fares against them. Regarding Paratici and his transfers, um, I watched Ali Gold's uh, YouTube and he kind of explained it in a way where he was like, Paratici has 10 surefire signings and he can pull the trigger on anyone that gets the green light. And in my head, I'm like, surely not. Because that means half of the names that we're linked with are coming to space. Yeah. <laughs> but, and this is the big but. I know Spurs and I know Daniel Levy. And there's nobody on the face of this planet that hates the good fans of Tottenham Hotspurs more than Daniel Levy. So whatever Paratici can do, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. We're probably going to get Tomiyasu. I'd be ecstatic if we get Skriniar. Um Same. I, I don't really care if we get Kunde. Yeah. First of all, like I said last week, I know a Nigerian one. <laughs> I love how your criteria for judging centre-backs is hairlines. Yeah. Eric Diaz's <laughs> hairline is pristine, by the way. Listen, and that's why he had a pristine season. Yeah. But listen, <laughs> if you cannot be sure as to what haircut you are getting in life, you are indecisive and cannot be at a centre-back. Now, listen. You know, you know what's funny, yeah? You know what's funny? Because there's one other player in history for Spurs who had the same issue. Asa Okota, do you remember? Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> he couldn't decide what hairstyle he wanted. So when he said that last yeah, week... Yeah, throw the cornrows. He, the guy had no clue, so I, <laughs> I'm I'm cool with Kunde not coming if he does come. I don't really care. Um, I saw that we've been linked with Awa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we do need a playmaker. Um, he's got history with Endombele, so that's good. Um, mm. It's not like he'll be coming into the team if he came to the team. Should I say? It's not like he'd be coming to a completely different like group of boys, he at least knows one of them. Um, but I, again, it's another prospect from France that is it going to take him a season to hit the ground? Like, we, we don't know. And that's that's where we are right now as Spurs. We don't need this, I need six months to find my feet. I need three, four months. We need hit the ground and take off. We, we need from the get-go off to the races. We need that kind of like Tyson Gay out of the blocks, Usain Bolt finish. That's that's the that's the combination we need. <laughs> I don't know if we're ever going to get that because as it stands right now, we look like we're coming out the blocks like Usain Bolt, but finishing like my, my man from Ghana that tried to make the finals, bruv. So, yeah, it's not looking good right now. Um, but I do hope, I, I'm giving Paratici a chance to, to do his thing in the transfer market. Oh, wow. My only biggest gripe is that we're in the middle of July now and I've seen nobody new. But what I have seen is a lot of dead weight taking photos. I don't like that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spurs admin's been hot on the, some of those Deadwood as well. Yep. Love yeah, to see it. I don't, I don't even know about half of the players that were linked to him. And then, <clears throat> again, I think the fact that it is mid-July and we haven't got anyone in and no one's gone out. Like, Shoko came home from the Euros a good two weeks ago and he's still with us. Um, Sanchez, <coughs> he, he did the um, Confederations Cup, was it? He played in that. Copper, home, yeah. Right? Yeah, the Copper America, he's home. He's got to go. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really kind of random stalemate, really, where you just kind of think, well, do I check my Twitter or not? Because <laughs> nothing's going in or out. And, and, you know, it's just, it's dead. It's a dead water. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just still water because we need massive overhaul. And I would have hoped that when Paratici came in, he was aware of that. Like, it's not a case of just one, two shiny signings and we're cool. Like, we need a good five or six in and out. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. you might even be able to, with some of the youth maybe coming up, you know, like, um, I know, you know, I'm a big Lavinia fan, or um, I know you guys mentioned Dennis um, Shirkin, whatever, um, or Jack Clark, or whatever. Like, <clears throat> with some of them guys, could you say, because we've got the Conference League, because we're going to have, you know, Carabao Cup, whatever. You say, if we get rid of six, not bring in four, but then we've got a couple of young players to bring, to come through in some of those, quote-unquote, lesser competitions, then okay, then that kind of makes sense from a from a money-saving perspective, because let's be honest, COVID, it hit our accounts very hard, do you know what I mean? So I'm not expecting us to necessarily splash out 30, 40 million on, on six players each, you know, but we need to see some movement, and especially when we've got a new manager. Mm. Why new is Dyer still there? Huh? Why is why is Dyer still still at our club? No one well, wants him, brother. Yeah, that's the and that's the thing. Some of these guys have played so poorly that even like Norwich don't want them. Do you know what I mean? Like, Crystal Palace are going. Crystal Palace are going. Young. <laughs> Right, left, right, and centre, and you know they're doing their business, and Spurs are sitting there not getting nothing. Do you know what I mean? Like we get, we're gonna get, we're gonna get found out, especially like I said, that first six weeks. Why? We're gonna end up buying that centre back they just signed off them this time next year for about forty million. It's gonna be scary. <laughs> um, Diane needs to go, bro. Like I'm, I'm sorry, but like I, I don't even care if we don't get no money for him. <laughs> The lit like the guy has. If I go into the stadium, and I don't care, Spurs fans around me can attack me. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not one of these. Oh, support your. No. If I go into the stadium, and the club announcer announces Eric Die, I'm booing. Yeah, I'm booing. I'm so I'm rude. Booing. So disrespectful. I'm booing <laughs> for ninety minutes until this guy comes off the field. I'm booing. Yeah, and even if he comes off the, if he comes up the stadium. Stairs like he did when his brother got attacked. I'm not the one in it. I'm headbutting him in his nose. I want him gone. I want him gone yesterday. Are you sure that wasn't you abusing him? Uh, I cannot. <laughs> no, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. He signed a non disclosure agreement um, with his um, contract. I, I hear that. Things cannot be uh, revealed on the timeline. <laughs> no, I'm quite encouraged. Um, with I know you said like, oh yeah, Levy like, does he hates the fans, etc. I, I can believe that, but he's also been very reactive to fans' criticism of late. Um, obviously, we've paid off this uh, this Bank of England debt with another with another loan, uh, one hundred and fifty or something. But it was some uh, Bank of America uh, funded us paying it off, but it frees up money which we couldn't have spent otherwise, from what I understand anyway. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, we got the fans back. We got fans back full capacity next season. And the naming rights are allegedly, allegedly uh, around the corner. So, I mean, he's not the type, even if we were in a good financial position, to show his hand. But I feel like we can definitely gamble as much, if not more so, than we did last summer because I felt like last summer was essentially a gamble on fans coming back quicker than uh, 
quicker than they did end up coming back, um, which was essentially not at all last season. But if you're going to get full revenue from your stadium, the concerts are happening again. The NFL games are going to be happening again soon. You've got full revenue. Brother, you got to go for it. Um, I'm sure Paratici will be keen on it. I still think we could probably get Milan Skriniar as well. I'd be very encouraged by that. Inter sound like they're down bad financially anyway. Um, with the squad they've got, they could potentially even challenge for the Champions League. But, you know, from the noises that everyone else has been hearing, they still need to sell. Um, really? Else? After they sold Hakimi for like, what, 80 million? Yeah, because they were still paying off Hakimi, weren't they? They were missing pay. They hadn't even um, been paying Real Madrid. <clears throat> their monthly payments, apparently. So, Maybe this yeah. is the time, bro. Give them. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? So, many, so many clubs around Europe, not just the top ones, but even even lower down, have issues. Like Europe was hit even harder by COVID than than, than England was in some respects. Do you know what I mean, in, mm-hmm. in countries, like we were able to kind of bounce back and ride out the wave a bit better. So, yeah. you would hope, you know. But then it makes me think. Is he not revealing the naming rights deal because he doesn't want a man to turn around and say, "Oh, fifteen million? Nah, give me thirty. Because yeah. you, you know, you know that's how he runs. Remember with the um, the Gareth Bale deal? Yeah, right? he pushed that to the last minute so that other people couldn't like rinse him for money. And obviously, we ended up with nine players, and, and most of them were duds. But like, I think he's trying to play a game, right? He's trying to play a real cautious game, which obviously he's done that for, for as long as he's been with us. Like, so it's no surprise. But can't like 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 you said, yeah. like, you could gamble now because a few other teams have got issues and there are players who want to play. Do you know what I mean? And we're still in London, you know, we're in England, the Premier League. At the moment, we still got you know, players that are attractive, whether it be Harry Kane, or even look at some of the French guys we've been linked with. We've got the French national captain in our team. Do you know what I mean? He's won the World Cup. We've got Ndombele. we still got Sissoko if we need someone to who, who, babysit. Who, who is that? We've got the babysitter. The, the, oh, the, the babysitter. Baby baby Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he helps. Uh, he well, takes well, some shopping, takes some shopping, gets all their drip, and then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Why, why don't we sell um, Dyer plus 20, 20 million to Inter? I know there's some Italian fans out there listening to this. Yo, get to the man in, in Inter Milan right now. Let them know that I said 20 million plus Eric Dyer and and an English pie. All the Viral <laughs> wants to leave as well. He'd probably kill it in Serie A. Oh, yeah, but I think he wants he wants to go back home, doesn't he? He's, Give them both. Yeah. Give them both. Dyer and, and Aldo Viro <laughs> on five million. Take him. Take him. Yeah, no, Toby's definitely going back to, to Belgium if he goes anywhere. Yeah. That's, that's, he started talking about that from last year. When we played them in the Europa, he started talking that from last year. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is my heart. I want, I want to go home. Go back to Antwerp, bro. Like, it's cool. We'll free transfer. Go, bro. I haven't liked you for the past two seasons anyway. Boo. Yeah, I this think the benefit of moving this dead weight is that it's going to free up wages. Obviously, we we paid what two hundred grand, two hundred fifty for Gareth Bell last year. Did oh yeah, two fifty. It was two fifty. Yeah, because we were paying half, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if he's bounced, okay, you got that two fifty. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Sissoko. Get rid of all these guys who are on a hundred ninety. Yeah. Sissoko and Lamella are both close to that. <laughs> yeah, which is going to make them hard to sell, though. That's the annoying thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can say that. But then if you sell one of them and then you go to a screen and I say, look, you got, you got Lamella's wages, you got to take his house, take his take his car, take everything. Yeah, awesome. yeah. take that. Take that. I seriously hope because some of these players need to get hot just to step in. Seriously, like that's that's still the main the main thing in the new Spurs order just to get rid of the Deadwood. Get rid Especially, of it. Like ben Davis is apparently wanting to stay as well. Yeah. You've got uh Lucas Moore. Oh, he just goes <laughs> every day. I mean that's his whole <laughs> that's his whole vocabulary. That's <laughs> it oh bless him. Bless him. 
he's been uh, very positive in preseason as well by the looks of it, which um, it leads me to, I mean, Tanganga did an interview uh, the other, I think it was actually today. Um, and he was talking about obviously how Nuno has been in preseason. I don't know if any of, uh, have you both seen the, the transcript yeah, yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah, seen the transcript. Yeah. Um, just to kind of paraphrase him a little bit, he kind of just alluded to there's been quite, there's plenty of pressing drills. We're looking to be proactive and free flowing. Um, see, Dave, are you, uh, are you encouraged by that at all? And obviously, uh, Tanganga coming back to full <coughs> training, full uh, match fitness, hopefully. Are these encouraging yeah. signs? Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Tanganga. I think <clears throat> he's he's a rare bright spot in the past two seasons. Um, seeing his development, unfortunately, he's had injury issues. Um, but every time he's been on the pitch, I've been impressed with him. Um, and off the pitch, actually, he seems like a really well-grounded um, individual. I know a lot of people kind of in the academy think of him as like a future captain type and Ledley King type player. Um, not just because of his position, but just his his um, kind of his persona around the club. Now, for me, regarding this attacking intent. I'm not sure yet because I'm not sure we've got the players to play in a system which can attack for 70 to 80 minutes of a game. Do you know what I mean? I still feel like, and, and I wouldn't want to play counter-attack football. I would like to see us play more attacking. <laughs> right? But I might need to join you, Owen, in the first pre-season games and take out a drink, <laughs> you know, because, like, I'm not sure we've got the people ready for um, for an attacking style of play. Now we'll we'll see on Saturday, innit? We'll see what he lines up with. I'm interested to see more whether he goes with a three or a four at the back. Um, for me, that's that's the main thing I wanted to see. Um, and to be honest, like we know we've got attacking players. Like we've got, you know, even even if they haven't really performed well over the past year, we've got Ndombele, we've got Lascelles, we've got Son, Kane, whatever. What we need to see is how you're going to manage to, to do that and yet still cover some of these deficiencies we've got at the back if we haven't brought anyone else in, do you know what I mean? and if some of these players are going to stick around. Yeah. So, to really prove himself, to prove himself in, in these next few um, games without the bigger players will be interesting because regardless of whether Kane's playing or not, the shape should still be there, the ideas should still be there, um, even if we don't necessarily pull it out. Uh, pull it off um, as best as we can. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Um, I think it's gonna help us as well that we are by force, obviously, with COVID and stuff. Uh, probably going to be looking to play all of our friendlies in the country. There's going to be no kind of weird training camps to to Hong Kong or America or anything like that. Even though we do have quite a lot of American fans for some reason, but um, yeah, we've got obviously uh, the game against Leighton Orient on. Saturday, so okay, yeah. The the day this pod comes out, if you're listening in the morning, it's gonna be later today. Um, did um let's see Tanganga's words encourage you at all? And is there anyone you're looking to see in that game impress you? Tanganga's word didn't impress me at all, to be honest with you. Sounded a bit Mourinho West when he first joined, didn't it? No, it's not it's not even I'm not impressed by none of it. I'll tell you, like, and the reason why I'm not impressed, we we haven't won a trophy in 13 years. Don't come and tell me in your transcript or in your interview, you know, that you're looking to get so big, man. We haven't had a trophy in 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, so don't tell me that you're looking for silverware. We've been to three finals as a club. You haven't even scored. Yeah, you lost all of them without scoring. 2-0, 2-0, 1-0. Yeah. You didn't even really compete in most of these finals. And I'm talking about the team. I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about the team. I so, thought Kane was catching more strays then. No, 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 no. Kane can survive this one. Like, this, this is the whole team. Like, so we've been to three finals. We haven't even picked up a lucky trophy win. Wigan have managed to do that. Birmingham City have managed to do that, but not Tottenham Hotspurs. And you mean to tell me that in your in, in your interview that, yeah, I think we're going to be more attacking. And then, yeah, we're definitely looking to get... Uh, I hate the word attacking recently. Listen, I don't even care for the Leighton Orient game. I am going to watch it. 
I want to see some youngsters. I want to see um, Dane Scarlett. Dane Scarlett? Yep. I, w- I want to see him get some minutes. I'm interested in in his development. I think he's he's got a bright future. Hopefully, these words don't come back to bite me. But he's one that I'm like, yeah, I, I'm interested in his development. But for Tanganga, the injuries, they stifled his progress over the past two seasons or season and a half. Um, He's, I think, fit now. I don't think there's any like niggles or whatsoever. He has to hit the ground running. I heard him talking about um, he wants to be um, playing at centre back. All right, cool. Um, you you have to make that your role. You have to make it your thing. And that, the best example I could give to any of these Spurs lads coming up or trying to solidify their position is. Harry Kane, funnily enough, you know, Harry Kane got loaned out what? Oh, there's better times. Yeah. Came back, finally got a look in from through t- Tim Sherwood, that horrible, horrible man. Yeah. But had a, had a decent start. Then Poch, you know, decided to play him in the Europa. He was bagsman in the Europa and it forced his hand to have to start him in the league and he proved his worth. Like, that's what. Somebody like Tanganga has to he has to come into the squad and have like that Liverpool-esque performance for a good portion of the season. And then you can, you know, develop from there. As it stands right now, this is just all talk. I ain't got time for it. If this was if this was off the back end of like a Capital One trophy lift, uh, you know, I'd be like, all right, yeah, cool. Let's let's see where you develop. Right now, I don't even care if he gets sold. I'm at that point, I'm done. Like, I'm only here for my contract. Hey, you may know I'm only here for my contractual obligations. <laughs> that's that's what I'm really here for, yeah? I'm here to, to fill out my quota. Great background, HQ. You know what time it is. Bro, why why am I getting sent this picture literally live as we record? This is shocking. Ins- yeah. shocking. It's disrespectful, yeah? Didn't lose that final, though, did yeah, It's the Audi Cup. Oh, the Aldi Cup. <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, for the yeah for the listeners, I've just been getting sent Aldi Cup pictures. It's, it's and this and that's, a, that's another it's problem. No disrespectful. That's another problem that I have with all the like interviews and like like the the club's doing too much. It's doing too much PR work to make the fans be interested in the season. Why should we? Like, yeah, we've seen we've seen Leicester City. Get relegated, Man City get relegated twice, come back up, win trophies. Yeah, we've seen Leicester City be fantastic in the transfer market. Go out there, fix certain, certain places here, fix certain places there. Spurs are reacting late. We, we couldn't even get a manager for 72 days. It's a it's a farce, it's an absolute farce. They have to win us over with transfers. Get rid of these crap man, the man that yes. all the people agree are dry, get rid of them. Yeah, and, and bring in some new blood. And then we can go from there. Then we'll be excited. You've just reminded me as well, I forgot a name, so I'm going to circle back on the transfer front as well because Leicester obviously signing Pats and Dakar, I think it was quite a low fee. It was right, like 20, yeah. 20, 25. Um, around, around the same price point as a proven premiership striker who we've been heavily linked with. I think he's odds at five to four to join us in Danny Ings. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts on him signing, even if we do keep Carrie, uh, Harry Kane? Yeah, get him. Has to be done, right? Yeah, get him. Yeah, get him. He's been a no-brainer for a couple of years. You've got to get him. He's, he's I, a proven I, I think he's managed his problems as well. Well, I know, I know they... Yeah, I think I think he's managed his knee issues well. So, yeah, definitely get him. I'm with David. Everyone yeah. says, oh, he's, he's injury-prone. But actually, when you look at how much time he's actually missed, it's not been that much over the yeah, past yeah. two years um, since that major injury that he had. Um, but yeah, get him in. Because the thing is, we all know, even if even if he's not playing in the front two with Kane, even if it's Kane and Son, if it's not working, you take Kane off and you're not bringing on Lamella. You're not bringing on Mora to grab you a goal. You're bringing on Danny Ings at 65 or 70 odd minutes to grab you a goal. Like, he can, he, you know he can do it. Um, I think actually... I'd, I'd have him starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind if he starts or not. But if he's even if he's on the bench, the problem that we've had over the past ten years, def- definitively since we kind of broke into the whole Champions League conversation, is that our starting eleven can compete on the day. 
You then look at the bench and you go, "Why? If you man don't get, it, if you man don't get it done, it's kind of it's kind of it's a sticky one still." <laughs> I mean? know. If it's talking Spurs DNA, it's what we've always had a. I, I even hate that saying, but if you want to say Spurs DNA, we've always had a rich history of having like a good depth of quality strikers, and it's just something we don't have now. So, yeah. and I think you know everyone talks about oh, no one wants to play second fiddle to Kane. Listen, bring Danny Ings in. Danny Ings in from from what people say about him and and you know his the way he, his drive to kind of come back from injury. He's not coming in thinking he's going to be second fiddle. He's coming in look. I'll be here putting so much pressure on you that if you do have another Harry Kane in the final type performance, I'm ready. Do you know I mean? And I think I, he's I put Kane on the bench for the final. Who said that? Dave, don't say that. <laughs> Dave, don't do that. Don't do that. That's rude. Come on. Stop yeah, but no, you gotta get him. You gotta get him. I think if if it's there to be done, do it. It's not, you know, he's not gonna have to go prove himself in the Champions League with us. You know, we're not we're not there yet. Um so in terms of a step up from Southampton, it is a step up. We all know that. But it's not so massive where it's like so much pressure on him to be this £60 million striker you saved today. No, come help help us get a couple of things right up up top. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll, I'll be very excited. If he comes to, to Wyala, I've, I've been a big fan of him for a number of years. But I also think he, yeah, as a striker, I think he's got what we need. Um for the team that we have, especially with we've got so much pace around the team, even if it likes Ramora stays, obviously got Bergwijn, Son, whatever, got pace in the team. And when you put Ings in the middle of that, it creates so much space for him, Kane, to do what they need to do. Bam, he's a killer. He's a killer. And yeah, yeah, I completely agree. It's definitely a no-brainer. And for, I think for Spurs as well, we need to be proactive, particularly with him, because... I think he's good enough to play for a Champions League team. But I thought I've had City interested in him. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if other Champions League teams abroad go for him because he, he is good enough. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully, if we are genuinely interested in him, which we should be, then just be proactive and get it done because he, he is one of those players who's going to generate a lot of interest and probably drive the price up as well. And learn, Levy, Levy really wouldn't want that. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, back to, I guess, the the game on Saturday. Um, was there any other players that you would like to see? Maybe even the midfield combination you would want to see against Leno? Because yeah. me personally, I do want to see a back three, but there's also a certain midfield three I want to see. But, yeah, Dave, take it away. Um, I, and I'm not sure in terms of, like, because I actually don't know who's back and who's not, like, who's training and who isn't. I don't know if Son's around. I don't know. I know obviously in Domblay's there because you see a picture of him in his hat like all the time. <laughs> like he wears a hat and a heat wave, I swear. Um in Domblay, obviously he's gonna be, I reckon he'll get some minutes. I wanna see Oliver Skip. Right. Yes. And we talked about this in the group chat, right? Skippy. He's gotta he's gotta get some minutes. Um and yeah, some of them young guys like Sessignon, you know, Ryan Sessignon, let's see what he looks like. Um I don't know what we're going to do on the right-hand side of defence if number two is going to be sticking around. He probably will because his guy is in. Um, you know, you, got to, you want to see Marcel, surely. I, I, really, I really think Mark Matt, 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 he's going to do well I, I really under Nuno. Yeah. I, I want to see like, Marcel too. He can save us a lot of money if he plays well. So. I, I actually think, you know, um, you know, you know, everyone knows me. I don't like number two, do I? But... No. I think he'll do well under this manager because this is the guy that brought that gave him all the confidence he needed, blah blah blah. But I also want to see Marcel Lavinia come and do do the business. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um I've really liked him. I've followed him through the um he was at Chelsea in the Academy for years. I've got a few players that I've coached that work that played with him and, and so I've seen him play enough to know that he's a talent. Um so yeah, Lavinia, Skip, um, Jack Clark. You know, I think we had a comment earlier that he's not going out alone. Um, I'm not really, I don't quite put him in, I don't actually, I don't, don't quite, I don't put him in the Starboy um, category. No. I don't think he's that good. But can he be serviceable? Can he, yeah, in the Conference League, in some of those quote-unquote smaller games, let's see what happens. Because again, I don't think we've got 50, 60 million to go spend on a, on a top-class winger. So you're going to have to use some of these younger players to get get some minutes in their legs. So 
it's all about the system for me, whatever system he picks. But I, I would like to see, um, um, I would like to see if he, um, if Jack Clark's got anything that he's picked up from his loans. Troy Parrott as well. What, what are we saying about him? Everyone's talking about Dane Scarlett, but mm. Troy Parrott was the guy before that. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was talking about Troy Parrott being the, you know, the next guy from the academy. But now I think even Mourinho came out yesterday and made another quote about Dane Scarlett. He was like, Spurs have got a striker there that if everything goes well, like everything, mm. he's the deal. He's the proven deal. Do you know what I mean? So I'm excited to see him. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of most of these young kids. Like like Clark, like Divine, Alfie Divine. Um yeah, they're all they all got talent. It's just seeing whether we can put it together amongst the rest of the players. And again, I don't know who's been back at the lane um training of, of late, um, apart from the guys that have had the photo shoots done um with their dreads. Oh dear. That takes me on to someone else who I do actually want to see. Uh, seeing preseason, I'm just gonna dodge some strays from Yao as I say, but, but yeah, the, the midfield three I do want to see Skip Poibier, uh, who I believe is um imminently back. Um, he may not be, but I do want to see a Skip or uh, Poibier just ahead of him as a roaming presser and a Dombele in midfield at some point, maybe not on Saturday, but in preseason altogether. And Delhi. I want to see if he can back up how the admin's been complimenting him as well. Um, he does seem to have that intrinsic motivation and it's just a case of can he trust his body enough? And I, I personally <laughs> want to make a decision on him after he's played the bulk of preseason games and see how he is. No? I'm not sure, but I'm not sure. <laughs> we got some rebuttals waiting. I'm, I'm just it? waiting for him. And I'm going Probably not very well, but we'll go. I think <laughs> Delhi, our quota for being nice about Delhi is done. Yeah, we've got no more time for him. I do not care. Sell him. Yeah, I don't care that he's got dreads, and I must admit they're they're, they're decent dreads because they've, they've got colours in it, bro. Yeah, they've yeah, 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 thrown on me. You know. He's got, he's got more flair in his dress than we've seen on the pitch. I know, I know. Oh, oh Dave, that, that was un, unnecessary. But I love oh, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I love it, yeah. Now, what I will say about Delhi is, again, Delhi is like number two. They're all in the same boat. If they went tomorrow, I wouldn't bat an eyelid. I wouldn't care. I don't care what they do for the rest of their career. I don't care. But seeing us, they're still at Spurs. There's no room for sentimental things. You either hit the ground and take off, or I never want to hear from you again. Like, I'm happy for Delhi to be on TikTok saying, point to your hat if you're not starting games, because I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm that done with Delhi. I know people are like, oh, give him a chance. He had a bad eight. Look, he shafted Poch, yeah, after Poch done wonders for his career. He shafted Mourinho after Mourinho called him out for being lazy. Nuno's come in and now he's like, I've I've learnt my lesson. You know, I'm going to be a better player. Ah, big man, shut up, bruv. You know, like, like, as it stands right now, you're nothing but a fascio to me. And <laughs> I'm not going to be celebrating anything you do in a Tottenham shirt until you win us a trophy. So that means from this point on, you heard it here first, till I see armpits lifting silverware, Deli Ali, Eric Dyer, you two are on my boo list. <laughs> boo you, boo you. Fools. And that's straight from Scott Hall, the new Spurs order right there. Another player that just popped into my mind, so Bergwijn, right? I know yes. mix, some people are off, off him, yeah? Now, what might make it for him is if we do play a 3 5 2, um, a two up top, him as a second striker might actually work better. I don't think he's actually cut out to be a winger in the Premier League. I don't know why. Um, but no. if he plays a second striker, I think he might actually be able to, to, to lock that down. So it's actually interesting because a lot of the um, rumors coming out from Spurs about like lineups and formations and whatever, what Nuno wants to do emphasizes a lot more on defense and midfield. 
yet we've got like all these attackers still in the in the, in and around the team, whether we want them to be or not. So they're all kind of fighting for one or two places, if that. Um, obviously, pre-season, there's going to be a lot of rotation, um, a lot of opportunity, a lot of minutes. But once once the real team gets going with Man City in that first game, it'll be very interested to see who he picks for that, um, if anyone actually watches that game, because it might be a murder on our screens. <laughs> Trust me. I'm not like... If, you know you know when you think, think about it? You think, like, first game of the season, let's see how we start. Pep wants redemption for his daughter as well. Yeah. If ever there was a game I didn't want to see, my gosh, like Man City Spurs first game of the season, boy. It's gonna be a murder on the dance floor, boy. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no no pressure. Anything. It's no pre- there's no pressure on Nuno to succeed as a manager as a whole and there's no pressure on us to do well against Man City so that's the only kind of takeaway I have and I, I may yeah, watch it good. I may not I may just listen to it in the discord and not actually watch the visuals because I don't <laughs> think my my eyes can take it we'll see we'll see we will see it will be fun all right lads thank you for joining me for the new Spurs order podcast it's been a great show I didn't expect it to go on for as long as it did but there we go we got for an hour of uh just talking about our beloved, beloved Spurs. Well done to all of us. And thank you for all of those that watched, that listened, that commented, especially Jay Spurs. But yeah, here we are. We're out. And we will see you next Saturday. On debut, on Dombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.